0: Okay. Hello, education people. Um, This is Jesse and Liv for our CRP project, and we want to talk today about the teacher relationship in the classroom.
1: So the first thing we wanted to start off with is just talking about our experiences and what we saw and what led to us wanting to talk about this specific topic in the podcast. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about um, something that stuck out to me and what I talked about in my indelible moment was that my teacher... Uh, made a comment when I had asked her about whether or not she had co-constructed her classroom rules. She said that in a different school district in Lakota, she had and it had worked really well, but that in this school district in Middletown, that that was um, not possible and that those kids, like you just couldn't do it there was her quote. Um, And it stuck out to me because that was not what I had learned. But also I then began to notice how much the students really did not respect her rules and do what she asked. And so I kind of wanted to go into in this podcast talking about how the student-teacher relationship and the teacher's expectations of the students also affects the kid's attitude towards the teacher and the classroom in general.
0: Yeah, and um, for mine, I had a teacher say to a student um, who was late, I don't actually care about you. You know that, Mm -hmm. right? Which that, oh man! It went against everything we've learned. Um, and no, like disrespect to the teacher that I had; he was great. But that phrase and telling that to your students—we both agreed—is something that, even though they were seniors in high school, still causes a lot of um, like issues. And uh, especially for I taught or I did my little uh, field experience mm-hmm. at Hamilton, and it's not a school district that is necessarily. High on the Ohio report card. Mm -hmm. And I think my students really needed someone to be consistent and to care about them. And having him say that was kind of a low blow.
1: Okay. So based uh, based off of our stories, we kind of came to the conclusion together that we wanted to talk about um, what we feel like is important in the student teacher relationship and how that affects the students. So The thing we kind of landed on was student-centered teaching, and we found a bunch of research Mm -hmm, um, to support this idea. And essentially what we have come to the conclusion that student-centered teaching is, is when we take a classroom and we change it from focusing on the teacher to focusing on the student. So the activities and teacher vernacular is focused on the students, and everything encourages that positive learning environment that we've been learning about and talking about in class. Um, And also that students get to determine their path of learning and take an active role in the classroom. Mm -hmm. And I think Liv found some ways that we
0: can actually do that, like, practically. Mm -hmm. Um, Going from, like, our class readings, we talked about two things. One that I just thought of. Mm -hmm. Um, Establishing classroom rules. We actually talked about this a little bit. Establishing your classroom rules and deciding them with your students Mm -hmm. is something that immediately puts focus away from you and your, like, dictatorship of a classroom and makes it more one that students are a part of by letting them decide um on their own rules same with classroom setup and we talked a lot about this we had a whole module faced around this and um like a classroom designed for collaboration movement is one where student-centered teaching can happen Mm -hmm. so that means um desks in clumps and like the teacher not just sitting at the front, preaching to the choir. I know in my own school, I saw rows and, like, this clear aisle where the teacher would kind of perform. And it wasn't necessarily, like, the world's worst setup. It just wasn't one that really felt collaborative at all. I saw that too in my school too. Mm -hmm. And so I guess we think putting more of an emphasis on this and your classroom rules are two very simple ways that we discussed in class to... Hit on student-centered teaching. Yeah, and we obviously we've been talking about
1: student-centered learning, but we also found tons of research just about like why this is effective and like what it actually does for students. And so um, I found this journal entry, and it was um, by a teacher. Well, it was a study on a teacher. So this teacher was turning her middle school classroom into a student-centered classroom, and things that she noticed over time was that there was an increase in teamwork between the students and an individual student's worth work ethic, which I thought was interesting. And then also like they all listened to each other more, which is so cool to me to like read about and hear that, like that actually happened for her. And this whole study was over just four weeks. So the things that she implemented were little and small, but I mean, the kids work together and they worked harder and they listen to each other, which I think is exactly things we want in our classroom.
0: That's totally what we want. Cool.
1: Okay, so um, in our research, we found a lot of like practical things and especially through our book that we've been reading, which we've been reading for white folks who teach in the hood and the rest of y'all too, but we just feel like we've found things that we can practically do as teachers so we wanted to talk about those because Mm -hmm. we think that they directly apply to this and something that stuck out to me from this book was um they talked about the importance of bringing students culture into the classroom and like as the teacher immersing yourself into that culture that the students experience because that makes them more comfortable around Mm you um and there was a quote that i really liked um i like start in the book but it says Educators who work with the new indigenous should be able to immerse themselves so deeply into the culture of the other that their cultural embeddedness manifests itself in the clothing one wears and the aesthetic one adheres to. So like, not just the vernacular that is used or like what's on the walls, but it's like, you're so much involved in these students' lives that you're even dressing similar to them in some ways. Um, like the example that they used was um, by the shoes that the student was Mm -hmm. interested in but in my experience I guess I wrote in my field logs about how my teacher really tried to relate to them with her words um and she would reference like call of duty and things like that all the time which um is a really positive example of like trying to get into their minds and like what they do and what's fun to them um
0: so yeah yeah on the opposite on the opposite of this we found a podcast that um I guess not really the opposite but We found a podcast from, I think, Moth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, From Moth. And it was by Jennifer Gonzalez, who we've listened to a couple times in class. She's good. She's awesome. And um, it's called We're Family and Other School Norms That Can Cause Burnout. And it basically was centered around the idea that we're doing it for the kids, which is great and really important as a teacher. But she talks about how early on teachers will try to you know, give their entire selves to the student. They'll try to be this massive savior. But the problem with that is it causes this horrible, like, um, giving of your entire self. It can cause mental health decline. And Mm -hmm. eventually it creates teachers who are completely burnt out. And I think that's something we saw in the field where people once bright, shining stars that, you know, have dulled a bit because of time. You're there to help them, not to save them is what I should say. Um, And I thought that was really interesting because we have talked a little bit about that in class. But... Um, sometimes it can feel as if we are society's
1: uh-huh. dumping
0: ground of issues and that the teachers and it all comes back to education and it kind of falls on us to make sure that students emerge from schooling healthily. Yeah. But that's a lot of pressure. And so I really liked this podcast as kind of like a um, other side to some of the stuff we've learned.
1: Yeah.
0: And I think too with that, um, the
1: article that I want to talk about just talked about like responding in the most positive way that you can Mm -hmm. like it doesn't mean that you have to swoop in and save everything but you get to be a model for the students when there's conflict like to respond positively in a constructive way and um again if if it's like hard because they're it's going to be hard like something that I've learned from this field experience if anything is that this job is worlds harder than anyone ever made it out to be for me and so as teachers we get to um respond with positivity in ways that these students may not have seen
0: before, which
1: I think is important.
0: Mm-hmm. So to conclude our little podcast here, we did we found when we were researching an article about the teacher-student relationship as like a very vital relationship in determining the student's um, learning in the class and the teacher's effectiveness. And so a quote from the study says that the relationship that develops between teachers and students Influences learning both directly and indirectly students attitudes towards the content and the teacher influence cognitive learning and um, A positive teacher-student relationship facilitates effective learning which in turn enhances cognitive learning. So really what it all comes down to is The relationship is important. It's so important Um, Which going back to our experiences earlier clearly Shows that the things that we saw in the classroom weren't necessarily okay And we're not going to facilitate learning in their classrooms So, yeah. Yeah.
1: We are sold on student centered learning. Sold.
0: So, thanks for listening.